about craft beer and sports. Uh, Ryan and I became friends while working at the Port Rexton Brewing Retail Shop in St. John's, and Ryan has a background in journalism. He recently moved out to the West Coast to work with the city of Corner Brook, and he's an avid biker. Ryan organized and is one of the founding members of the Bon Rexton Grand Fondo, a 133-kilometer bike ride on the Bonavista Peninsula that happens in September. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you very much, Natalie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I love this idea because it's uh, kind of t- taking us, uh, I guess, off of, you know, the pandemic that everyone is kind of obsessing with right now. So it's good to talk about something else. Um, and also, yeah, when you mentioned this to me, I hadn't really thought about, like, the connection between craft beer and, like, sporting events. And, like, even you mentioned, like, yoga and beer, just, like, fitness things. I hadn't thought about it before, but it, it is super obvious now that you pointed it out to me. Yeah, it's uh, been going on for a few years now um, across a few different sports. So, you know, I I did mention uh, when we were chatting uh, off the interview about uh, yoga and, and you look at the different um, events that say Bannerman Brewing are having um, and I, 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 you know, they might do it at a Port Rex and I can't think of it offhand, but, you know, I, I do know at least uh, Bannerman did a few recently. I, I believe Kitty Vitty did some as well, mm-hmm. yoga events there. Yeah. Um, so from the cycling perspective, um, we did the Bon Rexing Grand Fondo. Uh, you know, I've been organizing bike rides since I was uh, 17. You know, it's almost half my life uh, that I've been doing this on and off. And I really enjoy it, but I've seen the numbers go down so much over the years, even though I know that there's a lot of people out biking. And uh, I attended a number of uh, big events when I lived in Nova Scotia. And I said, you know, why can't we do that here? One of them was the the Grand Fondo Bay St. Marie. And in that first year, when I attended, it was about 300 people. The next year, they had over, I think, nearly 1,200 people participating. So that one really, really blew up. I don't think they have a specific, uh, you know, bike and brew kind of connection. But, um, you know, the potential for that kind of a ride is here. And, uh, you know, I sat down with my uh, friend Chris a few years ago, and we said, where could we put one? And uh, we looked at a couple different places in the province, but uh, we saw a loop uh, of highway up on the bottom of Vista Peninsula. And we said, oh, hey, Port Rexon's up there. The brewery's up there. We could probably do something there. 
and connect with the brewery and, and do it there. So that's literally how it all kind of came together, right? You know, we were fans of the brewery, and um, we we saw that there was a loop, and we decided, okay, we'll, we'll check that out. So um, in developing that event, what I saw, you know, and, and this has kind of been sort of on the go for a number of years already, but this was, you know, personal anecdote here. Um, what I saw was that as soon as you kind of added that, beer element uh, and uh, the idea of it being more of a social party atmosphere, all of a sudden the intimidation factor went away. And I've done another couple of events in and around Bon Rexton and I still have trouble getting participants uh, to sign up for. And, and one in particular, I tried to get a cyclocross race on the go in St. John's this past year. And I could barely get 15 people to register, uh, you know, as opposed to a couple of years ago when I brought that event there, I had about 40 people registering. And, um, you know, I was just like, what, where, where's the disconnect here? You know, uh, we're, we're turning people away for Bon Rexton. And, you know, some feedback that came back to me was that people were afraid of getting lapped, you know, and, and it just, just the thought of the race aspect of it seemed to turn people away. So, you know, I, I think the, the social ride uh, and taking away that intimidation factor of needing to perform really uh, cranks up the participation. And again, like I said, uh, we sold out both years of the Bon Rexton. Last year, we increased our capacity from 75 to 150. So we doubled it. And I still was turning people away. The week before, within that week before, you know, everybody's saying, oh, oh, is there a waiting list? Can I get on a waiting list? And like, there's no point for us to have a waiting list, you know, because we're that full. And, um, you know, uh, it, it's that popular. And I think it's just the fact that we have it based at a brewery, that intimidation factor of needing to show up and, and go fast and try to beat somebody uh, it just suddenly relaxes people. And, and um you know, uh, makes them feel more comfortable. And you see that going across a couple of different uh, events lately, and that seems to be what gets people out who might not normally go out. Um, it gives them something, it gives them a goal, you know, they'll say, okay, I'll, I'll go do this event or this beer run, and um, it's suddenly a lot more accessible to them just by the fact that there's uh, beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's so simple, yeah. So I have I have a few thoughts that I want to share. So first off, um, I just want to say that a Grand Fondo, for people who don't know, is just a bike race that's over 120 kilometers um, in length. So it's just a very long bike race. Yeah. 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 The, 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 the word Grand Fondo is big bike ride in Italian, I think. I don't speak Italian. I saw that somewhere. But, uh, you know, I think loosely translated, that's what it is. It's just big bike ride. Mm -hmm. And they've popped up and they've gotten huge all around the world. Um, and I think it's that, you know, it, it, it is a social ride. It's basically one big group ride uh, with rest stops that people can uh, stop into, have a bit of food, uh, you know, cookies or whatever. And it's not a race. And they've just blown up literally within the last few years. Oh, wow. So um, it is really like... So popular. 
it really is like based in the social more than it is like beating somebody or coming in first. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That really so, makes me understand was... the whole event a little better. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No. So like some, some, uh, uh, grand fondos where there are bigger populations, they can, they can bring in like 5,000 people. Um, there was one I was thinking about going to last year in Italy. Uh, that was that many five, 5,000 roughly. So it's, yeah, it's just purely social. Now, some people will take it more serious than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, when it comes to even races here in, in the province, you know, you got to have races because you want to develop athletes. Um, but also we have such a small population that, you know, from the number of cyclists that we have, if they don't show up, then the numbers aren't going to be huge. So you really got to have that fine line of just encouraging people, even if they're not quote unquote racing to just come and race, you know, <laughs> sweat a little bit, have fun in, in the competition. Um, but also, you know, you got to develop that culture where people feel comfortable doing that. So um, these, these more social rides, I think uh, are a good step in that direction. And uh, again, the beer connection makes it so much more uh, accessible for people. Yeah, and I want to say two things. So the first one is that I was very involved in um, when I lived in New Hampshire in the running community there. And I saw because also like I found Newfoundland like had just really started developing this craft beer scene when I moved here um, in 2017. And whereas New Hampshire, it had been developing for a while and it was very like active when I was living there. A very similar experience there with like run it like the running clubs I would run with would like end at a little brewery or like um smutty nose brewing had a race where you like some of these breweries had honestly like incredible properties too um red hook brewing I think had a 10k out there as well like there were or like salty dog brewing maybe because they're over by the coast but a few of them would like host the 10ks and then were like the main sponsor and you'd get to the end and have like you're saying like have a beer ticket and everything um and then the other thing that what you were saying made me think of is kind of the connection between like cycling and beer and uh what is it called like a rattler isn't that the story behind a rattler i don't 100 percent know the story behind the rattler you might you might be able to look that one up but uh, you mentioned the connection between cycling and beer, and even outside of events, um, culturally, they actually are very linked. Um, this is something that I learned from uh, watching uh, the Armstrong Lie. It's in like the, the first 10, 15 minutes of that documentary, which is actually quite fascinating, and I recommend it. But the, the preface that Alex Gibney, I think, is the director, was getting at is that performance enhancement is not uh, a new thing in the sport. And he pointed back to um, cyclists who would do the old Tour de France that, uh, you know, was like a vicious race. And, um, you know, you look at the Tour de France now and you think, oh, geez, that's hard. Like, imagine back in the day when the bikes were all steel and, you know, they didn't have the same number of gears as they do now, some of them were single speed and these guys were doing way harder terrain, no pavement or anything like that. And, uh, he, he got this footage of bike riders who would go through towns in, in France and they'd raid the bars 
they'd go through, they'd, you know, drop their bikes, they'd run into the bar and they'd just grab wine and beer <laughs> and they'd drink it and uh, they'd keep going <laughs> because they were trying to numb the sensation of their burning muscles. And um, there's one iconic image, you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, cycling images that I really, really love. One is uh, an old Tour de France image of them uh, going down the path they're all kind of sat up on their bikes, no hands on the handlebars, and one guy's lighting the cigarettes for the other. And uh, there's one with uh, just a bunch of them on this uh, the steps of this corner bar, and uh, one guy's just knocking back a, a big old bottle of you know something that looks like Belgian. Um, and uh, you know it's right in the middle of the race as they're doing this. Now you wouldn't see that in the Tour de France today, but still, you know this idea of you know, doing your ride. And I get, you know, like you say, it's connected to running too. And a lot of sport um, is uh, doing your ride and then sitting down and having the beer, you know, yeah. uh, it's uh, goes back as, as far back as, uh, you know, sport memory goes, I think. Yeah. And this might be folklore, but I'm not against the little folklore in the podcast. Uh, so the thing, <laughs> the thing about uh, Rattlers that is what I heard. Like a rattler is just a really light beer that has like uh like fruit or like fruit juice in it. So it's like very low alcohol was that cyclists would have it because they would want to have a beer, but they didn't want to like consume a lot of alcohol. So yeah. Yeah. So that's where I've heard that it's come from. So it's kind of an interesting connection. Yeah, but what's oh, happening? Yeah, yeah. yeah, what's happening now is so much like you're saying is just about really bringing people in uh, to participate and just uh, feel like it's more accessible. Yeah, you know, like um, you know, you think about. Uh, I'm not a psychologist <laughs> <laughs> on any level, but it, it just feels that you know you invite somebody out to a run. And they're, they're going to think, no, I won't be able to keep up. I don't want to go. But if you suddenly say, okay, well, you know what? We actually end at Vanderman Brewing or we end at uh, Mill Street. All of a sudden, I think people will think, oh, you know, it's not like a super serious, even though it, it might be serious. And there will be people there who are going to go, mm-hmm. you know, faster, harder than other folks. Um, but it, I, I think just that, idea that at the end of it everybody has a beer the super super fit people to the beginners have a beer suddenly is an equalizer if uh if yeah you know that's not a psychology term of any kind i just pulled that out of the air but (laughs) it it feels that right um this idea from for the beginner to look and say oh hey uh this super fit fast person who i think probably treats their body like a temple also drinks uh, hazy IPAs. Maybe it's not so bad that I do that and I could be comfortable showing up and doing what I can um, and then having a beer after. Mm-hmm. And, and one, I don't need to try to keep up with that person. Yeah. And one thing I've talked about on the podcast before that uh, I think is really, um, I guess, like prominent in this example is like I always like I'm, I'm very into the craft beer scene because it's such like a localized community scene it's a great way to get to know people like most craft breweries are very involved in their local community and that does really just go hand in hand with like you know like having events trying to get people out like doing uh these kinds of uh things or like doing runs and cycling and stuff like that 
That is a really good point because you see a lot of the events like ours, um, and especially the ones out here on the West Coast that I kind of cut my teeth uh, organizing through Cycle Solutions, is it's very local shop-based. So there is that camaraderie of being a, a small business um, just trying to get people out and doing stuff. So, yeah, you, you, you totally see that uh, business-to-business interaction of getting people in locally and saying, let's just build a community here uh, in our little corner of the province, our little corner of the country. And, and uh, you know, we know that we have a really cool uh, scene here. We've got lots of really cool terrain. Um, you know, let's get our own local people out in it. And, uh, you know, it also uh, creates a good tourism product. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, again, uh, looking at the brewery, sorry, the Grand Fondo in Bay St. Marie, uh, I would say a big bulk of the participants are local, but you also see people coming in from New Brunswick. Uh, I'd say a few people maybe pop down from Quebec because it's, uh, it's a Franco, uh, Nova Scotian territory down there in Bay St. Marie. Um, and of course, PEI. And, you know, me, I was from Newfoundland when I did it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you know, it's a big draw. So the more we develop uh, Bon Rexton, um, or, you know, I I might, uh, you know, I've been looking at other pockets of of Newfoundland where I could bring some other events. And and, uh, a a big part of where I'm going to bring the next event that I'd like to prepare uh, put together uh, had to do with what is you know where are the breweries in that area and who can I connect with to bring drink into it in that way um, and and have that aspect there like it's it's such a key part of uh, my organizing decisions uh, mm-hmm. that you know I wouldn't really if I'm going to put it somewhere that doesn't really have a, a brewery presence I'm going to get in touch with somebody local and say hey. Um, you know, let's chat about getting uh, getting beer up there. And uh, the first year I did the cyclocross, that's what I did. You know, we, we did it at the Confederation Field uh, in front of uh, the Confederation building. So I couldn't set up like a beer tent or anything. But I did go down to Mill Street. Uh, this was before Port Rexon had the retail shop. Um, and I said, hey, guys, you know, uh, if I can get a couple of uh, growlers every week and, and offer as a prize, that would be great. And uh, then we also had the after party uh, after the series. It was uh, three weekends uh, every Sunday. And then at the last Sunday, we went down to Mill Street and uh, had, a, had a brew there. And that went over really well. Mm-hmm. That's so key to have like a like a tap room. Um, it's just such a good gathering place for for groups like that. Um, yeah. You don't have to spend a lot of money. It's just a great place to hang out. Absolutely. You know, you finish it and you have a pint and you have a chat. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Uh, Bootleg did yoga uh, as well a couple times. They're a little bit tinier of a tap room, but uh, they did that. And I'm absolutely sure that uh, uh, Boomstick is going to do yoga in that big, gorgeous space that they have. There. Yeah, I can't wait to go out and visit. I need to do a little West Coast tour because I really drove across the West Coast before so many places opened. So. That's on my yeah. list when everything is up and running again. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> my phone is going to die. So Okay. Yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to mention before we sign off? Um, I mean, one thing I'd mention is that, you know, 
the opportunity is out there for stuff like this, and it doesn't have to be cycling. It can be literally anything, uh, running, uh, mountain biking. You know, I was talking about road biking. Uh, you know, if anybody ever has any questions uh, in your listenership about putting this stuff together, like, that's what I love to do. You know, got lots of ideas. So, uh, you know, if anybody wants to chat about it, I love that. Yeah, where can people find you and the Bond Rexton bike ride? Oh, we have a, a website, which is bonrexton.ca. It might be com. might be .com. I'll put a link on the podcast to the website for the Bon Rexton Grand Fondo bike ride. Sure. Yeah, and the Facebook page. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And if people want to chat with you, Ryan, about more like biking events or just putting together events like that, uh, where can they find you? Uh, through, through either of those pages. There are uh, email addresses. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Awesome. Thank you, Natalie. This is great. Hey, everyone. I'm featuring music from Newfoundland and Labrador's 2020 RPM Challenge on the podcast. RPM means Record Production Month, and it's a challenge to record a record in just one month. I also want to encourage listeners to support musicians by purchasing their music online during this time. A lot of artists are home, unable to tour or perform. This episode's music is The Fence by Patrick Malloy. You can find his Bandcamp page in the podcast description. Thanks for listening to the Newfoundland Beer Podcast. This podcast is produced in partnership with CHMR 93.5 FM. You can find us on Instagram at NL Beer Podcast. When you go, it's just too precious. All of your stories go with you and it's just a shame. But all the same.
Of the fear.